Should Marvel Triforce go back into maintenance mode to fix all of the bugs? Why was the Brawn event scoring change? And Spider Weaver is here now, but how much does she matter? We're talking about all of these things and the rest of Update 6.4 on this edition of your Marvel Strike Wars Weekly News Update. This week, I am joined by my brother Dorky Dad. And if you're ready for all of it, brother Dorky Dad, tell him what to do. Let's go smush some bugs. Alley flying. Hello, Valley Maniacs. Welcome back to the Valley Flying channel. I am Valley Flying. I hope you're having a great day. If this is your first time here, hit that subscribe button for more great Marvel Strike Force content and at least five Marvel Strike Force videos per week on this channel talking about all the good and bad in this game. And if you are returning, welcome back. This is the this week's edition of your Marvel Strike Force weekly news update. Lots of bugs, lots of updates coming with 6.4. And to discuss it all is my brother, Dorky Dad. Dorky Dad, how have you been? And how are you enjoying Marvel Strike Force right now? I've, I've been pretty good. Right now, the game's kind of a mess. Just like everything's broken. Nothing's really working as it is supposed to. But. I'm also excited from what this patch is going to bring. So I think uh, if they can get the game under control, then what's coming next should be a lot of fun this month. That 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 is a big if, though, Dorky Dad. I'm I'm with you. Yeah. I want this game to be working properly. I think there's a lot of fun ahead, but they got to fix these bugs. There's been a lot of these bugs, and most of them, fortunately, are known issues. So if we go to their support page here, uh, let me just run down a list of some of the most recent bugs. Some of them updated just yesterday. So. The strike pass, season 20, the messaging went out early. Some people, like myself, was not paying attention that the new strike pass was not in there, claimed the credits to get the advance of strike pass, and uh, yeah, they, they know about that. Hopefully, they'll be giving compensation for that, sending that stuff out early. War yeah. Room Bonus is applying old buffs. They changed it just a few blog posts ago, and now all the old buffs are back. Everything has been reverted. Uh, Niku's costume credit changes. There's some there. This one, this one is a big one for me. The top text is broken. And what that means is when you're trying to refresh energy, you click on the energy yeah. thing. You don't click on where you normally did. You actually click on the icon to make that work. Same thing with uh, your ISO 8 energy, your power cores, all that other stuff. Has this affected you a lot? I think I was trying to do it for like 10 minutes and I couldn't figure out what was wrong because I waited for bronze event to start yeah. to be able to max out my energy, right? So I waited for the refreshes and then it was the weird time in between uh, when the patch came live and when like the, the store reset and I wanted to get it in for the milestones because you know you have the streak milestones that give a bunch of good stuff and then you have the other campaign milestones as well. So I was really trying to get in and I couldn't figure it out and I was so frustrated. I thought it was just like my fat fingers were hitting three different <laughs> pressure points at the same time. And yeah, this is very annoying. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, why, why was this changed? Well, at least it's a bug. It's not like something that they did on purpose. So hopefully this will be fixed soon. But I think for me and a lot of the community, uh, yeah, the, the achievements aren't working. This one right here, the gear finder not working. And it's not just for gear. It's for character charge. It's yeah. for ISO 8 stuff. Uh, and if we go into the game, I'll show you what appears for me on Bluestacks. But on my iOS device, on my main thing, nothing. So if we go into the game right now, 
for Valkyrie looking for these superior health catalysts. It's all out of order, but they're at least there. When I play on my iOS device, there's nothing there except these uh, orbs and offers, no farming yeah. locations, which is pretty bad for a hero collector game trying to farm and get all these resources you can't even collect things properly right now and that's kind of missing the point of this whole game we're farming we're building our characters how much has this bug affected you dorky dad so i'm strictly an iso 8 player i was told if i uninstalled my game and reinstalled my game it would fix Wait, it i tried I, that I, I, ios work. ios player iOS, yeah. Uh, what okay, I said, I you said ISO eight. I'm like, it confused me. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I'm a, I, my game, my my brain is fried, just like the game. Um, right to try to figure out all these bugs, you're just using <laughs> up too much brain power. Exactly, uh, right. but yeah. So but this sucks. And I had somewhere in the neighborhood of like two thousand energy to spend, and then I had to go through the nose to find all the catalysts, <laughs> to find where the health catalysts were, to find where Voodoo was. I had no idea where Voodoo was in the campaigns. Finer met. So I, I spent like fifteen minutes doing that, and then every day since, I think it's been either one or two days since then. It's it's still a hassle, and it's like it's in the middle of a heavy campaign energy spending event too. So it's doubled up, and it's just like I got to the point where I don't care. I'm going to the latest Doom chapter and I'm just farming everything that's not a character I max. Just like, no, so, I don't care. I don't care. So this is perfect timing for this. We're spending a lot yeah. of extra low quality time because during this farming event, we can't actually uh, claim energy where we're supposed to. Actually, that one worked right there, but it doesn't work on my iOS. And we can't yeah. actually farm the characters if you're on iOS. If you're on Android or at least on BlueStacks, it's a little messy, but they're there. Yeah. But on iOS, it's non-existent right now for all that stuff. So perfect time scoping for all of these bugs to be occurring on this uh, in a hero collector game in an event where this stuff is super, super important. Uh, the war replay feature. Let's touch on that a little. Now, this was not necessarily a bug, but something went live early and then was removed. Did you get to use this when this was actually in game for the half an hour or so that it appeared? I did, and I came up with this brand new YouTube video series I was going to do called Watch My Alliance Mates Suck in Alliance War. So I got to watch somebody fail a spectacular war fight against a very easy war defense team because they were being greedy, and I, it was fun, it was great, it was funny, and then 10 minutes later, the feature was gone. I think them trying to implement this is what broke the war buffs, by the way, and then they were able to take this off but it didn't revert the war buffs. So uh, why, why do you think they took this off? Because I, do you think it's when they removed this feature that all the buffs got broken or when this was added, all the buffs got broken? I think when this was added, all the buffs got broken uh, and they thought if they took it off, it would fix it and it didn't. So instead we just have, you know, the old bad extra war defense buffs. And now we don't have the war replay, which was kind of fun to do. Uh, uh, so yeah. Decimal point, Jeff. Has has the has the <laughs> war buffs returning? Has that affected wars for you? Because that made the defense a lot harder before they change it. Now I guess it's back. Are, are, are you losing wars because of the extra defensive bonuses that are there? Not yet. So Not where yet. I'm at, okay. we have six free wars basically, and then two very competitive. We usually lose those wars. Okay. So if this buff persists until we face Legion and Mutiny, then that's going to really suck and it's going to really hurt us. But until then, we're kind of benefiting from it. But not even then, we don't need it. We're just bullying people even more because of it, which kind of sucks. That's kind of how it is at the high-level alliance. It's just bullying yeah. people, smashing them over. Now, there's a few other bugs. The 
known issues right here. This was yeah. before the patch, the Kestrel bug. They didn't say that this was a fixed bug in the patch notes, but that actually appears to be fixed. A couple days in a row, no summons for Greg, and people in the Valley Club is saying on the chat, saying that this is working correctly. So Kestrel appears to be working correctly, but the thing that they mentioned in the blog post is a fixed bug. Adam Warlock still not working, applying Disrupt on the primary target even though it's not a protector, and Psylocke still having trouble, and all of it is on that one node, that one bio node. How are you doing on that bio node? <laughs> well, look, that bio node is an absolute nightmare, and it sucks so much. Hmm. With that said, these issues don't help it, but when these issues are fixed, it's not going to fix the node. So I, I know a lot of people are banking on this, making that node one-shottable and more manageable. I hate to be that guy. This node is still going to smash your Web Warriors to pieces. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's silly that that they gave new things to the enemy character kits. Like, how how can they all of a sudden start doing new things? It's, I can understand them not doing things they're supposed to do, but doing new things? Like, kind of whack. Uh, it's, just the, it's, it's the coding issue. The coding team, the QA team, they're hanging out with Echo and Gambit, wherever the heck they are. <laughs> but I, I noticed this. This fix of Kestrels made that, that early skill node very easy because when Hela gets all that speed of all that Greg's dying, it's just kind of a nightmare. Now she's not having Greg's, not getting that speed. It's it's much, much easier. So I don't know. I'm hoping, I'm hoping this will make it slightly easier when they're fixed, but not really fixed. Now, with all of these yeah. bugs, you know, we mentioned a few, we highlighted a few of them, but there's a lot of bugs going in right now that they know about that still are not fixed yet. With that said, should the game be going into maintenance mode? The maintenance was extended for this update. The scheduled maintenance running longer than originally anticipated. Should they have kept the game down longer to fix all these bugs, especially that gear and character shard finding one? Or do you think they should just take it down and, and fix it and then put it back up? Would that be a better solution than we have right now? So the reason they, I think they brought it back up when they did is because they didn't want it to lead into... Uh, because there's very popular arena resets, right? And I think that 6 p.m. Eastern reset is a very populated one. So mm. I don't think they wanted it to extend over that. But the game is such a mess right now that I think they probably should take the game down so they can work on it without interruptions. But do you trust them to actually get anything done during that time becomes the question, right? And then the other <laughs> question is if they were a good company they would do it in the dead of night when the vast majority of their players are asleep now that would affect people on the europe side and you should compensate those people for that downtime like they do for every maintenance but they need to do something because it's the the game is on fire right now and we have so many very big events coming up that it's just going to get worse let me let me let me just touch on that is that the game's on fire right now if all these bugs were solved with with the current uh, complaints that the community have about the abomination event, other things, would all those things be acceptable if we didn't have all of these bugs? At no, least, at so, least for at least for you, would all these things for you be easier to take if we didn't have all these bugs and errors and miscommunication and wrong communication and communication being changed at the last minute? Would that satisfy you just to get that easy part done? No, I think I think no. there's three there's three areas, right? There's the physical game issues, and I think that that needs to be addressed, needs to be faced because it's causing pandemonium, basically. And then there's the I don't want to call it purposely false, but false information that we're getting that's leading mm. to 
expectations that are then not met. That's another issue. And then there's the third issue, and this issue will never go away, is how Scopely is deciding to run their game, making events not free to play, increasing prices on offers, milking spending players until they burn out and quit. And uh, I don't know about the longevity that that is going to cause for the game in the future. See, the, the milking the players, the increasing prices... I think I could kind of stomach that a little if the quality of the game is going up, but the quality seems to be going down, 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 more and more errors. So what what can be done? Are there any signs of hope coming? And the other thing is, this is the last tweet, the last communication that was sent out by Marvel Strike Force, at least as of us recording this right now. And not a lot of times, like, as I'm editing this, stuff, stuff comes out. But as of us yeah. recording this, this is the last tweet that was sent out. Nothing about these bugs, nothing about the game-breaking finding bugs that is so annoying during this update. And it's, it's kind of against the, the thing of all these hero collectors. What, where are the signs of hope right now? And, and why have the devs been so silent? At least the community managers, they're not even a lot of communication to the private Envoy chat right now about all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I think because the game is on fire and I think they're in hardcore fix-it mode. The, the initial stuff we were just talking about, the stuff you had highlighted. I think they're working very hard to try and fix that. And the community managers don't want to say a single word until something is fixed, until there's something good to tell us. So we might be waiting for a so, while. So they haven't said anything because they have no good news to share, only bad news. That's, that's my would, take on it. Would it be, I mean, I would be a little more satisfied than having this question right now. It's like, all right, we realize these things. Because that that is their website. That is not a, That is not like communication. Like, hey, guys, we know this stuff is going on. That's just yeah. on our website, on our known issues website. We got to go dig and check out that stuff on our own and see if the devs are aware of a lot of these issues, which I guess they are, but that's not communicated to us. Yeah. All right. Now, there was there was a big revelation earlier this week, and I don't know if you remember or not, but there was an Envoy call where we got up all the information on the Underworld team. Something else was revealed in that call, and this may not be important to some players, but for me, this was very important. The size of Hulk was discussed, and they yeah. said that they couldn't change the Hulk size because of clipping issues. And I thought that was because of that weird thing that Hulk was doing. I don't know if you remember that back in the day. But, all right, this is going to get a little non-PG, guys. So <laughs> close your eyes. But Warning. this is what was going on in the game. Look at look at what he's doing to Emma. Why is he doing that to Emma? I thought it was because of this. They didn't want that to come back. It was eliminated. But he's still doing it. So why haven't they changed the size? Because if you go into the game, you can get a real-sized Hulk. You know, but you have to go into ISO 8. So wh why are they taking so long with this, dorky dad? There's a tall, small one, ISO 8, and boom! There is yeah. a normal size Hulk in the game, so why don't they use this character model? I have to assume it has something to do with his animations <laughs> and it freaking out the second he's bigger in-game. With that said, this is the freaking Hulk, you amateurs. You're making a team called Gamma. Sure, Red Hulk is the best character on the team, but Hulk is the most beloved. Figure it out. Fix him. Make new animations. Spend two weeks with your art department figuring it out, because this is ridiculous. This is the goddamn Hulk. Come on. I agree. I agree. I'm you know, all the game-breaking stuff. This, this is something that doesn't matter too much, but this is really, really important to me. Fix this thing. Oh, every time I go to use this team on war practice mode or anywhere I'm using them and I see him beside the other Hulks, I just get I just lose it. 
I laugh uncontrollably or I grit my teeth or I just chuck my phone through the wall because I'm a Hulk inside and I do not like the disrespect to putting on my man's name. Well, I, I thought it was explained earlier this week because he was violating the other members of the Gamma team, but that's clearly not the case. He's still violating them. So why is he small? Just How can he violate them? Thing. He can't reach them. <laughs> He can reach their kneecaps. There you go. <laughs> All right. Now, let, let's continue talking about this. There are some positive things going on in Marvel Strike Force that we will discuss, some planning yeah. things. But I think a lot of this issues came with this, came with this thing here, the update mm. to start times. And man, has, has there been one day since this went live that no. there hasn't been something misaligned or anything because they changed some things. They didn't change all the things. And let me let me read this, the, why this was done. Since the launch of Marvel Strike Force, we typically had events start at 5 p.m. Pacific. Going forward, we're moving the start times to 2 p.m. Pacific. It's typically, 5 p.m. is typically the end of the workday for most of our teams, so expect that the earlier time will increase the quality of events, not at all. The events just been going down since this time change. Give us more time and resources to address event details and issues that may arise as they occur. Why don't I think what would solve a lot of issues, just revert the time back to how it was, and then there will be less issues that you'll have to solve. <laughs> The update Look. along with several updates to enter the process to put a greater focus on game stability and a smooth gameplay experience. I don't think there's been a smooth gameplay day since this went live, Dorky Dad. Why don't they just revert this back or synchronize everything to start at the same time? What What is with their boneheaded, short-sighted reason to, to change these times without changing everything? Okay, so when they change it the first time, it broke stuff. When they change it back, I'm afraid the sun is going to stop working outside because these guys will break anything. So I'm just, the, the theoretically, the reason they did it was cool. Switching back at this point, I think they'll just mess it up even more. And all of a sudden, we're going to have events starting at 4 p.m. and 3 p.m. And it's just going to go crazy. So I think they need to keep it, but they need to fix it. And they need to take a real hard look at that word stability, game stability, and figure out what that means to their players because it is not stable right now and they are doing no. a terrible job since this went live. But but dorky dad, they are their harshest critics. So no, I they am. must at those scopely offices, they must just be insulting each other on a on a daily <laughs> on a, you know, a constant basis. You suck, you suck, you suck all of them because as much as as much salt that we have as players and content creators. They're harsher than us, so they're they're insulting each other way more than that. Uh, what what would you think is the solution to fix this? Is it is it changing everything to start at two p.m. the reset, all that stuff to start at two p.m. to align the times? What would you suggest to them to fix this? Because if they can't revert it back to how it was, what what is the solution? Getting everything to work properly? There's still going to be a three hour gap between some events starting and, and uh, the actual ability to use these things in the event. Yeah, so they need to harmonize that. Everything <laughs> event-related needs to go to one particular time, whether that's the new time or the old time. It all needs to go to one because it, it's causing so many issues. And what you just said made me think of something that I think would really help Scopely out. So instead of getting a greeter like Walmart has, yeah. they should get an insulter. <laughs> and they should hire me to stand at the entrance to their office to remind each individual what their task is for the day and to insult them if they don't get it done on the way out. I think that would be good. And I'll hang out uh, by the weed lounge to do it. 
I, I just think yeah. you remind them that what their task is for the day is, is important, you know? Don't break anything, you know, add yeah. stuff, but don't break things that were, that were uh, non-broken before. Just very, very... Uh, not good. Not, and we're going to continue, continue with more salt because we have an event in the game right now. This mm. totally awesome event. And if you're listening to the podcast, I'm using quotation on this because this is not a totally awesome event. This was not the scoring that we were promised. In the mm-hmm. blog post originally, it said five points per campaign energy and then one point for each alliance credit. Well, that was uh, that was reverted. That was changed back to uh, four on the blog post. Originally, if you guys look at the videos, all the videos from earlier in the week, uh, if we go down to see their point totals, this used to say five points. This used to say four. They even changed this uh, image that it was associated with it to kind of, I guess, cover their own butts. How scummy is this move from Scopely? It's pretty damn scummy, especially because, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I wasn't paying full attention, it was asked for clarification because there was two different conflicting numbers at one point. Mm. And it was told to us that the five was correct and the four was incorrect. And then they changed it, and then now that it went live, they then changed it again to four. Am I misremembering that, or did that happen? I remember. I, I believe that is what happened in the Envoy chat. It was specifically yeah. asked, and said, no, it's going to be five and then it wasn't why yeah. what what is with the change do you think it was originally supposed to be four in the first place we're getting bad information and what is with their accountability why why do they not live up to what they say they're going to do on these blog posts i mean there's there's something changed every single event why even post the numbers if you're if the, the numbers are going to be wrong dorky dad yeah so they're clearly not being held accountable by anybody and not even by us because because boneheads like me, we're still buying new characters. We're still doing stuff like that. So, as as they're, we're both their consumer and their client, right? So, like they yeah. need us to run the game. We give them money to do it, and we're not holding them responsible. And I guess that's kind of mm. up to us at a certain point. But like when they, well, put I, I did change, not buy Spider Weaver. That's 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 my statement to all these bugs. That's that's no, my that's way of holding statement. them accountable. I'm not buying I, their stuff until they fix things. That's good. I'm I'm gonna join you on that for the rest of the Tangled Web team. I'm not gonna be nice, mine. nice. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's super greedy, right? So it's it was a seven day event. So that's gonna cost you on average about seven thousand points through the event. And basically, what that did did is it moved the goalposts on reaching like that second last milestone where there's the fifty uh, bronze shards. Yeah. So that one was actually pretty achievable if you if your alliance was on board with doing uh, I think half people did a fifty core, then you got an extra alliance box, and then I think if you did one or two extra one hundred core energy refreshes, you could get this easily enough. Like you, you were shilling out I think an extra fourteen hundred cores or fifteen hundred cores or something like that during these seven days. But you and that was that was that fourteen hundred cores you're talking about was over the course of the entire event, not per yes. day. Okay. Yes, 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 over the course. But now what it did is I think it pushed it to the point where if you wanted to hit that, you might need to be dropping uh, an extra hundred energy, hundred core energy refresh or even a two hundred. Um, mm. I don't know the exact math, but it, it basically just pushed it so that you're spending an extra 100 to 200 cores a day. And, so uh, are, you ch- are you changing what you're doing to try to compensate for their misinformation or are you just going to play it the way you originally intended? 
No, I I need those fifty bronze shards to get the next star. So I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna bite the bullet and do it. I have the cores. It just so happens it lines up with the passes, so I got a big core influx. Okay. And we uh, we're taking it a little bit easier on the raid right now. We're not forcing ourselves to do two or three mutant lanes. Okay. So I'm not dropping cores there anymore either. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now. This event, not everything about it is bad. There, there's some good things. And one thing I did want to mention, to be fair, is the store. Because there's some decent stuff in the store. Uh, I haven't seen them yet, but apparently Valkyrie and Jane Foster are also in the store, which is good. Um, there's, there's, there's some of the most rare items in this game. There's our catalyst, our orange catalyst here, which, which are super rare. What are you buying in this store? What are what are you leaning towards? Some teal gear? Are you leaning towards that very rare orange catalyst? Or are you just holding out for character shards? So I'm just kind of buying what I see that appeals to me at the moment. So I did get some mighty Thor shards. I haven't seen Valkyrie yet. But both of those characters, though, they're unfarmable. So I would like to farm them as much as I can. There's no way I'm going to reach the next star on them because I'm at six star, but I'm at the beginning of farming that mm. 300 shards for the seven star. So I don't think that's gonna be feasible to get 300 shards from them here. So I'm gonna take them when I can get them, but I'm not dead set on them only. Uh, other than that, I'm taking some mystic teal gear that I'm finding. I wanna do um, my spider weaver cause she's needed for apocalypse and I'm basically okay. drained on mystic teal gear. And then I'm doing SBCs because well, we have to fully gear this new underworld team and uh, I don't have enough SBCs, so. Do we? I, I know you guys need to, because you're a hardcore war line. Yeah, yeah, does the I rest need of to. The commu- does don't. the rest of the community need to? No. Okay. No. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit more. Now, there, we, we were mentioning them. The QA team is hanging out with Gambit and Rogue because uh, they're nowhere to be found. Uh, they're supposed to be mm. in the game as of yesterday, but not not there right now. If we look at what it says, don't miss out on character charge for a high-profile mutant and a young Avenger upcoming on September, September 14th. Yesterday, Gambit entering the supply store, Ultimus Orb, basic premium orb. He'll be replacing Captain Marvel. And over in the war store, which I don't think she is there. I don't have any reports of her actually being there. Uh, Echo was supposed to be in the war store. So what do you think happened? Are they, Did they miss? Are they missing a day? I mean, they've been late on things before, but uh, what what is going on with this? Uh, it's, it's something's broken. I, there's something fundamentally wrong with the game right now that all these issues are happening, and we have not been told, even in the Envoy program, about any action that is coming. The fact that Gambit's not in here, I'm sure Echo's not in the store, because otherwise I would have seen it from somebody, because I, I sounded out the horn there to see if anyone could show me a picture of her. I've got nothing. Mm. So I think there is literally something fundamentally wrong with the game that they're not able to make changes to the structure like a simple task of adding somebody to an orb or adding somebody to a store. And I don't know if they're just short staffed, if they have like a, a walkout of all their employees or something, but there's something fundamentally wrong that these simple things are not getting done. Mm, yeah, I, I agree. Where, why, where's the accountability? Why are they uh, not doing what they said? They said they're going to be there on the 14th in their blog post just from a few days ago. And the 14th comes, goes, still not there. So, Scopely, you guys need to like honor your statements because right now your word means hardly anything. You guys say things are going to be there and they're not. Uh, things don't get fixed. Things are not working. We're getting very little communication. I, I don't know what is going on there. I, they're, apparently, they're making enough money, so I don't think the game is in trouble. But 
something is going on there. They're, they're not doing their jobs properly. Now, the other thing that was miscommunicated in past blog posts is this. This is the kit for Spider Weaver. And if we go down, it says that on turn, bury yourself for 15% of this character's max health. But when you go in game, what it says is only in Crucible, she's gonna bury herself for 15% of her max health. So why was this not communicated? Was this changed? What what happened with this, Dorky Dad? I'm guessing and this was changed. She's, are we gonna talk about her in a little bit? Yeah, let's right. talk about her now because I, my yeah. my other thing is, does this even matter? Because no. I'm hearing reports, especially from you, of how dominant she is right now. So, does it matter yeah. that the barrier doesn't go on there? No, this character is bonkers. This character is Kestrel 2.0. Uh, just insane. Her kit is nuts. That lowering accuracy is great, but then she also has stun and trauma. She's super tanky, surprisingly. I don't even know where she's getting it from uh, because she's not getting that kind of barrier. Uh, and she hits like a truck, too. So it's only in Crucible. I'm actually okay with that because otherwise she might be too oppressive in modes like war defense where we're seeing a lot of her right now. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think it matters. I mean, what it does mean is that if she's this hard to deal with now when the crucible season starts you get that full tangle team in there it's gonna be pretty crazy now one of the things that you said as far as use for her right now she doesn't even have her full team but pairing her with the underworld team the newly reworked underworld team and they are very very dominant on war defense which doesn't seem like that was their intent they're supposed to be a war offense team. They're supposed to be able to yeah. counter the Dormal. That didn't work. Uh, we never got footage of that. We said They said that we would get that before the embargo lifts. That never came. So I guess they cannot beat the Darkhold and Dormhold because we all got they footage can of them losing. They can beat Darkhold, but not Dormhold? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, we didn't get footage of that either. We got footage of a big loss from them. So, And we uh, asked for it, too. The second we saw the loss footage, we were like, hey, can we get the Darkhold team at least so we have something to show that's not a loss? Nope. Or nope. Because we have so many fires. Play? Yeah, exactly. So with that said, they look like they're valuable right now. Yeah. If a player has unlocked Spider Weaver already, is it worth it for them to upgrade their underworld right now, considering what they could do on war defense? Only if you care about war. If you don't care about war, this team is not for you. This team doesn't function outside of war. Basically, it's the Taskmaster speed and all the insane damage and assists this team has inside war. Uh, they, they don't have that speed outside war, so they get easily controlled and taken apart. Okay. Okay. Now, as far as uh, what you're seeing from Spider Weaver, does mm -hmm. that lead you to believe that these Tangled Web characters are going to be better than expected in Cosmic Crucible? Because I'm not sure what I was expecting with this team. But now that we have more characters with that Spider-Verse tag, we know how crazy Spider Weaver is actually in-game. Is this, is this team going to perform better than expected and be harder to counter on War uh, Crucible defense? Yeah, I think this team is going to be bonkers uh, annoying to deal with, especially in that room three. So the way I envision this team is going to have Green Goblin and Mr. Negative as the two pieces with it. And then you get to keep your Eternals, you get to keep your Cloak and Dagger, whatever you want to do. Um, just with, with the mind control for Mr. Negative and then Green Goblin hitting us so hard. They're getting offense up from Weaver when she uses her special at one point. 
Uh, this team is is going to be bonkers hard to deal with. Um, yeah. So yeah, even if even know. if you're not upgrading your full underworld character, still have some value for Green Goblin right now, and Mister Negative when he eventually comes in for a Crucible, even if even if War is something you don't care about. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, Green Goblin's rework is really really strong, uh, especially whenever he has the chance to hit a stealth character. That character just gets blown up. Okay. But you're not you're not going to invest and buy these guys early just because of all the bugs. I, I'm kind of missing out on Spider Weaver. I want that character, but just taking a stand, I cannot buy that character with all the bugs and the non-response and non-communication that they have right now. But Spider Weaver does have an event coming up. And for that event, you're going to need yeah. these tangled web characters. Have you looked at these characters? Who has this tag? And uh, if so, what characters are you leaning towards? Uh, actually, let me uncheck that out. What characters are you leaning towards for the event when this uh, tangled web characters are needed? For or Not tangled web. I keep going the <laughs> wrong one. It's the, <laughs> it's the vigilant characters. The vigilant characters. Which vigilant characters do you think are going to be worth it for the uh, for her event when it comes live? I'm seeing a lot of great characters. I mean, oh, wow. Morgan Le Fay and Shang-Chi, if you have those characters, you could probably just auto through this. But maybe someone doesn't have Morgan Le Fay. Who would you recommend them building up for this event? Newer players, mid-game players. Okay, so this is my first time looking at this list with you. I'm seeing lots of great characters that I have. But as far as new and mid-game players, uh, if you don't have Morgan, that sucks. Uh, Shang-Chi and the Web Warriors for sure, because you're going to get use out of them in a bunch of areas. Uh, Wong, if you have Wong, would okay. be a nice fit. He'll be pretty tanky, though without a Doctor Strange, he loses some benefit. What about Shuri? Would you upgrade an older character like Shuri? I know she's lost a lot of value because of the Bionic Avengers, but is she still worth bringing up for Cosmic Crucible? Yeah, if you're going to do, if you're into Crucible, the Wakandan smack, and just because they don't have a like designated room or an obvious designated room like they did last season doesn't mean they're going to be bad this season. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you have a big big stars on your Wakandans, I love them. I have so much fun with them, and they are a team that functions outside of Crucible. They get that speed up on spawn in all modes, and that's just nuts. So if you have Shuri and you plan on investing in Wakandans, Shuri and Black Panther here, they'd be a great fit. Mm, oh, I've, I've missed Black Panther. Yeah, okay. So a lot, a lot of decent characters, a lot of decent options for this yeah. thing. And uh, let's go back to this Underworld team, because we talked about Mr. Negative being probably one of the better characters for this uh, Underworld team and the Tangled Web team. Mm -hmm. What is what is his value outside of Crucible and War, or, or, or is it just in those two game modes that you're going to find value for Mr. Negative? Right now, I would say it's just in those two game modes, but this team reeks of Scourge for death to me. Um, they they kind of fit that same mold that Ravagers fit, right? They have the one yeah. new character. It's it's actually newer than what T'Challa will be for the War Scourge, so I could see them being a Death Scourge team. Okay, okay. yeah. I, I think they will be. I think they're going to be a trap team. Do you think they're going to replace the Bionic Avengers? as like your major team do you see enough value in uh, what you're seeing in their kits right now to replace the bionic avengers which has already been announced for death or this is kind of just build them if you want they'll give you some extra value they might uh be like a sacrifice team kind of like the inhumans i don't think no i don't think they'd be better than bionic avengers and they're certainly not as invest safety 
in them. That's not what I meant to say. It's not as safe <laughs> to invest in them as it is to invest in the Bionic Avengers because Bionic Avengers have that raid use, right? Yeah. Which is going to be great yeah. for a long time. Um, would they be good? They're pretty slow, but if you can get them into a node where it's not necessarily dangerous right off the bat, then I do think this team can still snowball with their minions and their control and everything like that. The Taskmaster eventually brings... Uh, I think they'd be okay. okay. I think they'd be better than what, say, uh, a full wave one will be against the War Scourge. Okay. And would you push hard for this character, however he's released, whatever event they're going to do to release this character? So someone you really push hard and gear up as soon as possible or wait? For me, it's tough because I, I have to for war. I'm in a very war competitive alliance. I'm in Masters for Crucible, so I kind of feel like I need all the shiny new toys. So I will probably try and get as much shards on him as I can and level him up as fast as I can. But right now, like my kingpin is level four and I still need to finish leveling up Web Weaver. And so I have I have so many projects and just nowhere near enough gold training master T4s to do half of them. It's artificial scarcity. They've created it. And uh, yeah, when you want all the teams, you're going to run out of something. Now, as far as this Underworld team, the reworks, one of the best ones that you like that you mentioned so far is Green Goblin, just having him hit. What do you think of the having him hit like a truck? You said, what do you think of these other reworks? Taskmaster, Kingpin, uh, Nobu. Is Nobu now worth putting some resources in? So the stars of the team right now they're being used with web web weaver sorry spider weaver which she's a big part of it but the star of the team is taskmaster followed closely by green goblin and then you have nobu and kingpin just doing kit based stuff so if you want to heavily invest in the team just to make it work while being cheap go heavy on taskmaster go heavy on green goblin and then just get the right t4s on to uh kingpin and uh nobu Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I, I like that. I guess you don't have to invest too much. There's three main characters you have to build instead of five. So that's yeah. good. Now, one of the major things that we uh, were wondering about that got announced right before the patch notes was a new tag, the Spider-Verse tag. Kingpin now has a tag, and Mr. Negative is now is going to have that Spider-Verse tag. As uh, And if we go in game right now, he does have that Spider-Verse tag. How big is this that they've gotten those tags? And this is probably mainly for Crucible and the Entangled Web team. Does this mm-hmm. does this like make put them over the top on that uh, Crucible Tangled Web team? Actually, yeah. I didn't know Kingpin got the tag. I know Mr. Negative did, but Kingpin getting the tag might change things up. He might be better than Green Goblin on that okay. team for Crucible because he just gives because up of the up. tag. Yeah, he gets a bunch of buffs, doesn't he? And I think his taunting minion. Spawns yeah, the minions, outside war. You know what? I, now that I think about it, the minions for Kingpin might make it very hard to kill this team and time out if you're placing these guys on defense. So, yeah. possibly. Maybe maybe defense for Kingpin, offense for Green Goblin. Is that I mean, he even consider? Kingpin giving, I think he gives offense up too on turn one and safeguard. So, when yeah. the initial safeguard runs off, he can throw another one up. I can see Kingpin bringing a lot to this team, especially... Uh, with the Tangled Web, I think they're going to hit very hard, so they may not even need Green Goblin. Kingpin might be the better control option or the okay, top option. Okay, okay. So good, yeah. good, good. All right. Uh, other thing that was announced in this blog, and I think this is a good thing, a slight 
nerfed to Red Hulk, but I yeah. think that's a good thing. This only happens once per war, so if you're using the Gamma team on offense, no change at all. But if you're using them on defense, kind of aligning what they did with those war changes, which unfortunately were reverted, making it a little easier to get through this. Uh, is this, is this, does this, how does this affect you? Is this a positive or a negative for you? Were you thinking of placing them on offense or defense for this Gamma team? This is a giant positive, and I don't think just for me, I think for everybody. Especially if you're one of those alliances that kind of bounces back and forth between being in the top eight of your war zone and then not. Mm. So this will help you to tap the team, right? Like instead of going in to try and one shot it, you can maybe send a, a cheaper option in there like, I don't know, like Shadowlands or X-Force, right? And you go in there, you hit enough times that Red Hulk's passive pops off, and then you don't have to worry about it on the follow-up hit, and maybe you can go in there with Eternals or something else at that point. So I think this is good for the health of the war meta. Uh, yeah. it, it just is, especially now that Underworld is being shown to be a, a monster G team. <laughs> maybe maybe the, the correct counter to that is actually uh, the Gamma team. Yeah, we're gonna use them on offense now other thing that was detailed is a new raid event going live in a couple days going live tomorrow raid of fortune uh score points is a five-day milestone for earning raid credits and spending power cores do you think that they will remove the orbs for spider weaver and brawn and abomination before this event goes live it's about spending power cores sounds like it <laughs> yeah. Sounds like that's, it. That's that's the typical scopely ammo. Yeah. All right, but we're also getting some rewards. Raid team characters shards. Who do you think this is gonna be? Is is this gonna be Iceman, Kitty Pride, Sharon Carter, or someone a little more recent? Who who are your predictions for this? I think this will be characters that have a raid tag on them. So. Maybe Deathpool, Cloak and Dagger, Axemen, Web Warriors, Hope to God, not Symbiotes. Um, who else has raid tags? Bionic Avengers have raid tags, so that would be pretty good to get some more of them. But I think on the whole, there'll be a lot of duds and then just a couple shining examples. Now, if Scopely wants to be cool about it, even though Eternals, I don't believe, get raid tags, they'll throw Eternals in there. That would be a, a good little gesture because Eternals are used on the, the Mystic team, right? Yeah. Um, Kestrel is used in the skill section, so it'd be cool if they put her in there, even though I have her finished. That'd be best for everyone else. Mm -hmm. uh, Secret Avengers should be in there, even though they're completely farmable. Yes, yeah. yes. All right, uh, and the rest of the stuff looks pretty good as well. Armory yeah. 17 orbs, which which we're getting in this Blitz event for Amadeus show, by the way. So, but two awesome pieces of armor of uh, what the teal <laughs> uniques. Elite four yeah. and five credits was just good. T2 level four irons was just good. Gold and dark promo credits, all that stuff is good. Hopefully this is not too grindy and hopefully it's just stuff we're doing anyway. Maybe spending minimal power cores, but uh, obviously. Oh, they saved the bottom. Probably not. No. They say at the bottom, don't miss your chance to get Bionic Avenger shards. So maybe it's just Bionic Avenger characters. Oh, okay. I, 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 I highlighted it, but I didn't miss it. So, yeah, maybe the raid team is the Bionic Avengers. Thanks for catching that. That'd be dope. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that, that could be pretty good. All right. We got some new costumes. And you know, other than the T-posing that these do and then disabling it and not actually able to use some of these costumes, I, I kind of like the variety that they bring in the game. So we got three new ones. The first one is Famine. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you like this costume? 1 being you hate it, 10 being like this is one of the better 
the best costumes in the game. Where, where does Rogue's costume rank for you? Oh, man, it's hard to beat that classic Rogue look for me. Okay. The, the green and yellow suit from, like, the animated series is hard to beat. Like, this looks cool if it was a different character. <laughs> like, it, it looks cool, but the, this is the iconic Rogue look. Uh, I, I won't equip this. Okay. Yeah. I, I think I'm gonna equip this when she's on the X-Men and then I'm gonna I think what I'll do when I have Apocalypse equip okay, these yeah. weird just 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 so they match, you know? Now yeah. speaking of matching, we got another we got another costume in the game that is black and white. Uh the first one was on Scarlet Witch here, the second one was on Vision, and now we have one on Elsa Bloodstone. Where the heck is she? She is somewhere. We have a we have a costume for her, which Looks pretty cool, but unfortunately it's in black and white. So now we have three different characters on three different teams that are black and white. Is this one that you're excited for? And it looks like this is from the Marvel Studios Werewolf by Night, which should probably be coming soon. Yeah, so that that did you see the trailer for that? I did, I did. Looks yeah, like so one of those old 50s horror movies. Yeah, I think it looks dope. I'm definitely excited to watch that. It's cool that they put this in, but to your point earlier about Rogue, she just sits out like a sore thumb if you have this skin on in the Dark Hunter team. Same with same with uh, Scarlet Witch. I have that skin, but I have it turned off because it just looks weird. It looks awful. Yeah. Uh, not, doesn't not that, match, doesn't yeah. match your team. Doesn't match exactly. the rest of the team. <laughs> exactly. We are high fashion here at the Valley Club in the Dorky Den, and if your clothes don't match your team, you're out of here. Yeah, the, we're, we're going to call the fashion police on you, your, whatever <laughs> team you're using. All right, last but not least, I think this is my favorite new costume in the game because this this is, this brings back memories from my childhood. I don't know what what uh, costume Wolverine was wearing when you first started reading comics and looking at. This was what Wolverine was wearing when I first started looking at comics. So this this is something I hope is going to be readily available, not as exclusive as this Weapon X skin, which I think initially cost about a hundred dollars if you wanted to unlock it yeah i like this one what what do you like this one or do you like the old yellow costume or the weapon x the best uh, for wolverine i definitely do not like the weapon x one the weapon x one diaper wolverine does not appeal <laughs> to me um these two wolverines are, are they're pretty even to me as far as appeal goes now i agree with you this is the more iconic one where he has those uh the boots that kind of come up to the knee that split off, yeah. which is what I was used to when I, I think that was how he was in the animated series. So I do like this. It seems like a cool little shout out. There's something to me with his shoulders and his neck that looks weird. It looks a lot like an attack on Titan character almost <laughs> to me. Uh, when you look at him he's, from the he's front, very, he's very contorted in a weird yeah. position. He doesn't look very comfortable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which I guess is part for the course for Wolverine, but yeah, yeah I, cool. I, this one looks cool. I would equip this one. Okay. I like it. I like it. This, 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 this is my favorite of the bunch. Now, this is something big for you that is coming up. Cosmic Crucible yeah. Season 1. I know you've already put a lot of thought into this. Uh, let me just get your quick reaction to some of these uh, changes that are coming up. Then we'll talk about these different rooms. But the new league subdivisions, this is what scares me. you know. And we're going from 6 uh, leagues to 19 leagues. But what this says is, don't worry. doesn't say all. The vast majority of players will be earning comparable rewards, not better rewards, comparable rewards, if not better than before. So either either you're going to get less 
if you're in that small section of players, majority of players will get either the same thing or a little better. Is this does this does this make you fearful considering uh, all the things that Scopely's been doing recently over the past few weeks? Well, let me just clear the record here. Comparable does not mean identical. So when they say earning comparable, they mean you're going to be earning a little bit less, but you shouldn't feel too bad because it's just a little bit, guys. Don't feel bad about that. Oh, kind of like the T4s and the war rewards. Comparable, yeah. but for some people, it's hundreds and hundreds of less per week. Exactly. So, look, I'm not worried about this. I'm, I'm pretty confident I'll be able to climb back at least to wherever I uh, felt I was before. Um, I'm actually happy that they're going to have more static points for these divisions, but it does give me the feeling that it's going to be a lot like war where it's very slow to climb from division to division mm. um, because they're doing 19 instead of six of them. So it feels like it'll, it'll be a long grind if you're starting from the bottom to climb up. You know, speaking of those war rewards, when do you think those are going to be fixed? I didn't actually look if they got fixed in this update, but I know those raid season rewards did not get fixed. They've been reverted to what they were two years ago. What yeah. What is going on with that? Why are they so slow to fix those? They said it was going to be fixed uh, before the season. Then that didn't go through. Then it's to be fixed in the update. No mention was ever made on these raid rewards going back to what they were before the teal and all that stuff was added. So when do you think those are going to be fixed? Oh, God, probably a day before Gambit gets added. So who knows? Oh, so like it's, in 2027. There's so many problems right now with the structure of the game. <laughs> My God. They got to they gotta, they gotta fix so much things. They've broken so much over the past few weeks. All yeah. right, updated rewards. They started going to get more stuff. Uh, this is this is an important bullet point. We have three teams now. <laughs> Yeah. And then mm -hmm. the improvements. Now, this one is probably my favorite here. Commonly requested is uh, getting your top power powered characters, not auto-filling your slots. For me, I've lost a few Crucible matches because yeah. of this auto-filling and hitting it a couple times because of the uh, lag in there. Have you lost any? Is this, is this going to help you, not having it auto-fill? So for the entire season, this did not affect me whatsoever. Very happy to say that. And then in my very last Crucible, this happened to me. Now, I don't know if this cost me the win, but it definitely cost me lots of anger. So I'm happy that this will not happen again. That's, that's an awesome change, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I did it two times in one stream because of all the lag on blue stacks, which Oof. seems to be getting worse and worse and worse every single update. Yeah. All right, now the big thing. This is this is what uh, this is probably this is a huge change. Yep. All right, so mutants, hero mutants, more damage, more damage reduction, more focus. The big thing here is that Dormammu counter. Hero mutants clearing revive once and immunity from all enemies. So Dormammu, Infinity Watch. Uh, there's probably other characters that are not thinking of off the top of my head. How big is this global change? This global change is huge, and it's going to give us some more options, both for offense and defense, especially when you look at teams like Uncanny, X-Factor, and Astonishing X-Men with that uh, focus and the resistance in particular. The damage is super nice, so get me wrong, but it's the resistance and the focus that's going to affect both offense and defense. So a team like X-Factor, that focus will help Shatterstar land his defense down that he doesn't land outside war, and then they might kind of with that damage and then the, the focus, they'll be able to kind of emulate what they do on more offense. So that's going to be pretty cool to have more options there. And then basically this says, you know, if you throw Dormammu in defense, you're doing that at your own risk. A single hero mutant 
nullifies his passive, which I think is great. And that makes me think of a character like X-23, who's a, a good plug-and-play. Mm. And taking her from X-Factor doesn't matter because you don't really use that team there. So I think this is a really fun global rule. Uh, we're going to see if this 500% resistance is too much and it leads to too many problems on war or sorry, on crucible defense, particularly in room probably. six. Probably. Yeah. This is probably tested not at all. Yeah. I mean, or, or just said, all right, let's let, add this arbitrary number. A uh, thousand is too much. Hundred is a little too little. Let's go five hundred percent, and this just probably pulled it out and didn't test this at all. Is uh, what it's <laughs> going to be because we are the testers. If if we play it and we're spending a lot of money, then they're going to keep it like that. If we play it and we start to spend less money, they're like, hey, there there could be a problem here. Let's uh, let's adjust these things, and that's, that's right. Seems how things go. All right, for now, at, at additional characters that I'm thinking of, you mentioned X23 already. Cable. I know people already use Cable because of that, uh, the uh, speed that he offers. As soon as he takes a turn, removing all that immunity, how bi- how much does this uh, do for Cable? And are other characters like Axemen going to be affected now? Yeah, I don't think it does anything for Cable because he dies to like a soft breeze in the wind. So he may not actually take a turn. He may not fulfill his. That's that's true. A lot of he does die before <laughs> his first turn. And I'm thinking, no, don't think about that again. <laughs> Yeah, so not so much Cable, but Axemen, I think, are going to be pretty crazy this season, especially if you've invested them into uh, to Hang and Doom 3.4 or higher or lower. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I got. I just pulled a seven star. I wanted it on Spider Weaver, but I got it on Jubilee. So not what I wanted, but not the worst pull either. What do you think for these yeah. rooms? Obviously, Spider Mania is going to be Tangled Web and two others. Any yeah. other choices you're thinking for this room? Maybe some no. backup symbiotes until we get the Tangled Web, or if someone doesn't want to invest in Tangled Web, symbiotes, or maybe even uh, the Web Warriors? No, before Spider Weaver was released, I was looking at this room the same way I looked at Stage 1 and 2. Just pretend it does nothing, because mm. there was no Spider-Verse characters worth anything. But now that Spider Weaver is in the game and we see her potential... Uh, making a team around her, I think, would be good. Kingpin, he's going to have value here. Obviously, Mr. Negative not doing his thing yet. Green Goblin and Kingpin both have that Spider-Verse tag, so if you have them big, throw in Spider-Weaver. And then I think you'll throw in two probably non-Spider-Verse characters, or maybe you'll throw Doc Ock in here. Some synergy with Green Goblin there. It, it's more interesting now that Spider-Weaver's in the game. She's had a a direct instant impact the second she hit for this mm. room in my head. As far as theory crafting goes, there's lots of options to build around her. Got it. Now, latent power global heroes. Are you placing the Wakandans here in stage no, four? Or are you no, going to use them redundant. offensively? That's redundant. Uh, so the way it goes is at the end of turn. So Okoye goes uh, and then she gets offense up. Cool. Black Panther goes and then he gets offense up. Cool. But what you fail to, to remember not you, but in general, is Black Panther giving me. <laughs> Black Panther is getting two turns of offense up on his first turn anyway. So it's it's redundant. It doesn't matter. Uh, other global heroes that you might think to throw in there, Bionic Avengers. But Bionic Avengers get offense up for two turns again. So it's just redundant. Uh, uh, the, the only team that I saw in my head that I was like Gamma, Gamma, yeah, Gamma. All yeah. right, so Gamma here, and then. Wakandan's stage five? Well, so Gamma would also work in stage five as well. Which one will be better on defense? I don't know. I think Gamma will definitely be better on offense in room four. For stage five, I was actually thinking of uh, Young Avengers or even A-Force for defense. 
Uh, now, A-Force innately does offense down with Spider-Woman on her opening attack, but you don't control where the AI goes. So the AI could potentially only put the offense down on two people. Well, then Captain Marvel will come in and put another one out there because of this room. So A-Force might be a little bit tricky on defense here. And then Young Avengers, the Squirrel Girl, the Miss Marvel. You can shove Miles Morales in there if you want. Uh, they'll be good there. And you could also just throw full Web Warriors in here. I don't think it'll survive Bionic Avengers. Like, I don't think it's going to beat Bionic Avengers with this room, but I think it'll slow them down a little bit. You might take one or two extra turns of efficiency off them. Okay. Now, this last room looks freaking oh. crazy. This last room <laughs> Legendary characters on spawn, three turns of defense up and safeguard. They gain 50% extra damage. And on turn, removing all negative tricks himself, and they gain speed up. Mm hmm. Darkhold or some kind of hybrid team with all these legendaries in there? What are, what are you leaning toward? Or something else? So a lot of people were talking about maxing, mashing all the horsemen together, even Red Hulk when he comes out. I think that would be overkill. I, I think that would be a mistake because I'd find a way to safely two-tap that using my unlimited team. But maybe if you just <laughs> mash two teams together in there, like if you did unlimited but with Morgan instead of Phantom X, I could see that being crazy because Ugh. if you're trying to deal with my unlimited team, you've got to first control my rogue. But the second you stop to control my rogue, then my Morgan's going to get a turn. Now my Morgan has safeguard defense up. Cool. 50% damage on Morgan is insane. And you cannot control my Morgan unless you hit her with a stun ability block and trauma. Because oh if goodness. you stun, she'll clear the stun first, then take her turn, and then gain speed up. We got that confirmed in the Envoy chat. So unless you're hitting them with trauma, there is no way to control these legendary characters, which means Morgan Rogue are going to be a monster team together because you got to pick one, and then the other one's just going to... I don't even know how to counter that. It. I don't even know how I would counter that right now. That's horrible. I hope I don't run into that on defense. This this, this looks like a defensive turtle nightmare with, with all these new rooms, and uh, we're getting yep. less crucible stuff for that. So thank thank you for adding all those defensive bonuses scopely. This is yeah. not, not as fun. Alright, but I know I know you have fun with the scourges, and we got some new data mines about yeah. all these scourges. Let's first talk about these node requirements, and of course, these are data mines. These are something to change, but I don't know what would be different than any official information that we get from Scopely because obviously that <laughs> has no accountability. That is always yeah. something to change. So uh, take this just as if it is official communication. So nodes one and two bio. Does, doesn't seem that bad. Doesn't seem that bad. We have a lot of options there. Are there specific yeah. characters you're, that came to your top of your head when you when you thought about bio? Well, the, the node compositions were also leaked. So oh, we'll, we'll get to that. We got all that. And, and that's okay. we're, we're good. We're doing this one, one at a time. <laughs> okay. So just know I'm g giving this with that in mind. I okay. love Gamma in there. Like the second I unlock a three Red Star Hulk, I think he'll be viable with a fully built other Gamma character team. Uh, I like Web Warriors in there. And somebody in my YouTube comments had mentioned, you know, you could go Squirrel Girl, Miss Marvel, and a bunch of brawlers like Captain Marvel and some symbiotes and stuff like that. So uh, I, I think there's lots of options for bio, those being the three big ones. So Gamma, Web Warriors, and a Hero Brawler bio edition. Okay, and I, I'm probably gonna be saving my Young Avengers for the next nodes here. Yeah. Nodes three and four, where we have the Avengers tag, and there's a lot of different options, but I think the Young Avengers are gonna be the, the, the best option there. 
because yeah. uh, you probably want to save all of your Wave 1 Avengers for nodes 5 and 10. Uh, we also have the Bionic Avengers. So who are you leaning towards right now just uh, as far as the Avengers there? So for node 3, I definitely plan to go in there with my Young Avengers and finish it off. Okay. Uh, for nodes 4, I want to send in a team that's going to or it could be node three or four, it doesn't really matter. But I want to find a team that I can send in that's going to clear 80 to 85% of it. Because okay. then I want to go back in with my Thor, uh, maybe my Hulk, and I want to prep their cooldowns. And if I can get Thor one charge away from popping off with his passive and mm. then having his AoE stun ready, and then you know, you're going to reset until you get a stun on literally the entire first wave of that node, then I want to set it up like that. So yeah, I'm going to use Young Avengers, and then I want to find a team that I could use as a sacrifice, but will also get most of the way through a node. Any any use for your Bionic Avengers, you're thinking? Yeah, I think Bionic we do, Avengers. We, do have, we do have some overlap with Iron Man, having that Wave 1 and the normal Avengers tag. So would that be a trap, or are you going to use them? I don't know if I'm going to need Iron Man for nodes 5 and 10. So I, okay. I might be OK with him dying there. The characters I'd be mindful of using, like you just brought up, you don't want to have Hulk and Thor go in there and get beat up a bunch. Probably same with Iron Man. Oh, we'll see. Sec uh, Secret Avenger, too. You probably want to be careful with them as well because you need them later in the skill exactly. section. So. Yeah, this this exactly. is a lot trick. I like when we could just go with Icarus and search and just smash <laughs> everything. That was so fun. We got we have one section like that. We're gonna get to it. All right, yeah, the easy section, villain. Do we even? There's yeah. so many good villains. I mean, if you're an end game player, you shouldn't have too much trouble getting through villains. Dormammu, Morgan Le Fay, Omega Red. Do we even need to describe that section? <laughs> no, we don't. All right, that should be that should be pretty easy getting through that. Uh, and then the challenging one, if uh, if you don't have enough skill characters, will be that skill section. Uh, we already mentioned these secret Avengers. Uh, any other characters stand out in your mind? Uh, I mean, obviously, Shang-Chi, you're probably bringing him up if you have him. Taskmaster just got a rework, so he's a skill character as well. Any other characters that you're thinking of uh, bringing in, or are you just going to use your raid team for this, your skill section raid team? Yeah, I'm leaning skill section raid team, and if you're really struggling with a node, I think you can do a prep attack with it. You can throw in characters like... Zemo, your Infinity Watch, you know, if you have your Wakandans built up, you can throw them in. You mentioned Taskmaster. So I think you have two teams here. You have your main team designed to beat the nodes, and you have a backup team meant to either prep the node or to finish the final node off if your first team died at the end of node nine, I guess it would be. Okay. Oh yeah. 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 I think I'm. I'm. Gonna, I'm gonna wait for your guide. I'm gonna wait for you to do all the heavy lifting and just follow that because that seems to be the easiest. Not the easiest path, but yeah, the easiest path. Not the least time-consuming path, but the easiest path. All right. So that is that is the node requirements in these data mines. We also got some of the new scourges, and we will get to all these uh, the waves in just a little bit. But uh, were there any scourges that really stood out in your mind? Some look very challenging. Some look not too challenging. Uh, you know, Dark Resolve, Leader 2, Pyrrhic Victory. Anything sure. uh, that you remember off the top of your head? Some of these down here, I remember, were pretty weird. Like, uh, one of them just mentions a Fortifier character using an ultimate ability. Fortify I mean, effect, yeah. just, just don't put Fortifier on them, right? Uh, well, it, it actually spreads it to adjacent allies. So I think the butterfly effect is a double-edged sword. I think that's fortifier enemies will spread it to their allies. But mm. I think also your fortified characters are going to spread to your characters. 
which would be pretty cool, right? So if you have Sif, use her ultimate, then you may be able to spread defense up, uh, okay, immunity, okay. and counters like that. So I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, now that I'm reading it, that makes more sense. I, I, I was trying to remember it, but it's actually good stuff for you. Yeah, it's kind of it's a little awkward, right? Uh, the one that you mentioned, Pyrrhic Resolve, I think it was, or it was up. Pure Victory. Victory. Um, I don't know if we're going to have both of them. So these are new Scourges. I think this is going to be added to our list, or maybe this is the entire list. I don't know. But Pure Victory used to be if you block, you get stunned. Now, that would have been a full-on no-go because we were relying on Young Avengers for nodes 3 and 4, but also we're relying on, say, Sif for nodes 5 and 10. But now if it's just heal block, this still hurts your Sif, right? Because you want yeah. her to have that passive heal, but it's more manageable, and it might actually be one that comes into play, whereas if it's stunned, that it wouldn't be in play at all. What about any of these on the enemies? You know, enemy dropping below a certain percent, uh, you're gonna get speed up, an animated character ends their turn, they gain defense up, deflect, death proof, yeah. vulnerable. Safeguard. How, how challenging are these gonna be for you? Is this even worth applying and testing out, or they're just too, some of these just too challenging? The rope-a-dope one with the vulnerable seems really tough. Uh, the fight or flight one with the percent max health, what percent max health is going to determine that? If it's when they hit 75% max health or 50% max health, oh, I don't think point. that's doable. If it's like 15 or 25% max health, that might be okay because you can finish them off before they get to go. But I could see that snowballing you, which would be a problem. And another big question we don't know here, these nodes look pretty tough for our hero as guardians and for... Uh, your Ravager team to take yeah, on. Yeah. So I don't know if we're going to be doing difficulty 9 and 10 again, right? So for Morgan yeah. Le Fay, we stuck to difficulty 8. For Rogue, we went to difficulty 10. <laughs> so it's going to depend where that falls, because if we're just doing difficulty 8, we may be able to put a couple extra ones on and just have Thor literally drop that, drop the hammer on him and clear a wave and then set it up to be easy on the way out. It's going to depend. Alright, I, I agree with that. Now now this last but not least, as far as data mines, we get that get that node information. Some of these characters seem very challenging, you know. We have a Philavel and a Jessica Jones on the same uh wave. Ghost Rider is always challenging, Shang-Chi is challenging, we had a Kestrel dropping mm -hmm. down there, but let me go down to nodes five and ten. How much of a problem is this gonna be for the hero Asgardians to do this on their own? Will we need other characters like a Yondu, like a T'Challa, maybe Iron Man, Hulk to kind of bring this and complete this node. So the first character I look at, the only one I can see a problem happening with is Omega Red. Yeah, mm. you got him right there. Cause he's yeah. fast, right? He's faster than the Heroes Guardians. He's gonna go before you. He won't go before T'Challa though. I think T'Challa's got some speed on him so you can get a blind, steal some energy and maybe your Ravagers take on this node or Maybe you go with your hero's guardians, but you do a burn attack first where you send in, say you have a, a very weak Hawkeye. You send in just Hawkeye. He, he only pulls the Omega Red special and then uh. he's dead. And then you send in just Black Widow and Black Widow dies instantly to the Omega Red ultimate. And then you go in, all the other characters are fresh is what you prefer, right? Because you don't want Heartless yeah. to be about to ult. And then you have an easier time with it. So I can see doing a burner attack and then Hero as Guardians can handle it. I can see a very big Ravagers team being able to handle this with enough turn meter manipulation, enough resets to get Boomer to actually be doing his assist so he's putting slows out on more people. Um, this node doesn't look nearly as bad as, say, Morgan Le Fay's node 5 with uh, the 
three taunts in the cloak and dagger. Oh yeah, how many how many resets do you think it's gonna take for Omega Red? And and if you're bringing in burner teams like a Black Widow or a Hawkeye, like you mentioned, are you not gonna be able to complete that on the when when your allies dies, they get ability energy or some weird effect exactly. on them? Is that you're gonna have to remove that for your run? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. Node ten. We got we got a we got a full Bionic Avengers yeah. here. <laughs> How challenge? We got a Bishop and Jubilee. We got a rescue that clears off debuffs. Vision that flips the debuffs. How challenging is No Ten going to be? <laughs> no Ten looks pretty tough. Uh, they stacked some blinds in there, right? Especially with the Bishop Jubilee. Uh, Jubilee's going to be putting a lot of blinds out because she's going to be getting all the assists from Bishop. Uh, and then you have the vision as well. So they're kind of leaning into making you use Heimdall here, it looks. Uh, a good saving grace here is that in that first wave, uh, Ironheart is only going to give defense up to the Power Armor team. She will not give it to Hulkbuster. She will not give it to Viv Vision. Okay. So you may be able to snipe them out before the next wave drops in, right? Because they definitely don't want Viv Vision, Hulkbuster to be on the same field as Deathlock and Vision because then you're having that energy uh, yeah. spam that the enemies do, and that could be a problem. So here as well, I can see if you didn't use Ravagers on five, you can send Ravagers in here and snipe a couple characters out, and then maybe you clear it up with your hero as guardian. But yeah, node, node 10 looks to be the nightmare node here, and it's gonna be uh, take some finesse to get through it. I have some ideas, again, coming in there with, say, Thor ultimate ready to go, and he just drops a quick stun on everybody, then you can kind of mm. slow play it, gather up some cooldowns you might have lost from node five and go about it that way. Or even if you can go in there with Ravagers, again, just control it and then slow play it so you have a bunch of those minions from Yondu up who do a turn meter rewind. I can see that all kind of coming together and getting us through this node. Now, what's some strategy that people use previously is equipping a lot of Scourges, getting through nodes one through four, finishing node five with your teams, six, seven, eight, and nine, and stopping there and still putting in a good score to, you know, rank high in the rank rewards and uh, complete all the milestones. Just based on the challenge that you're going to face in node 10, do you think that would be a viable strategy for a lot of players just to skip node 10 and just score through node nine? Yeah, so if if the difficulty breakdown is uh, maxed at like difficulty eight for this one, I think people can do difficulty nine maybe and fight their way all the way through node nine and just leave node 10 okay. and get a better score that way. Uh, same thing if you're struggling to get through uh, difficulty seven, 100 yeah. percent, maybe you can jump it up to difficulty eight and just do nine nodes and get a better score that way as well. Use all your heroes, guardians, ravagers, wave one Avengers on node five and just say screw node 10. Yeah, exactly. All right. So that, I might end up doing that depending <laughs> depending on what we need for these uh, these scores here. All right, and last but not least, this is going to be pretty quick because we did run a little longer than I thought. Episode 4 of She-Hulk. Spoiler warning, guys, we are going to discuss Episode 4. We're not ep discussing Episode 5, uh, which was released today, and we're discussing it in 3, 2, 1. What did you think of Episode 4 and our new introduction into the MCU, Madison, with... A why, but not where you would expect. <laughs> I I enjoyed it. Look, it was a very goofy episode. You're getting what you should have expected by now if you've been watching the show, right? You're getting goofy humor. It's like 
it's very sitcom like it's not the serious mcu type show for like loki was or or wandavision was it's just yeah. fun and i and i had fun with this episode i thought madison was hilarious the uh the other magician guy he's kind of funny i, I kept waiting for his, his, his name was uh, his name was almost like ghost rider uh yeah donnie donnie blaze instead of johnny blaze exactly i kept waiting for his assistant guy who kept trying to egg him on to be some kind of like extra evil person but it just never came to fruition just, just an old assistant guy i, I yeah. think the actor was like 104 or something like that as well so the oldest wow. actor in mc <laughs> but it was fun and it, it was cool the the evil bat pigs or whatever they were i oh. thought they were well done I, kept, I keep thinking like oh people hate on the cgi here but when i saw them i was like ah that's pretty cool like it's fine yeah I, I'm, I'm a little uh, less positive about this episode i like episode one through three this one i was like what the hell's going on why don't you just take the sling ring back from donnie blaze and there's no reason for this trial <laughs> Yeah, what's and, in a spot uh, long, Madi right? Madison, Madison I, I think I liked her a lot less than mo majority of the community. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but She's a uh, girl. The, yeah, well, <laughs> is that a good thing or a bad thing, though? No. All right, uh, last but not least, Titana coming back. Titan Titana, Titania, whatever, however you pronounce it, suing She-Hulk. Yeah. What are you expecting? Is is she going to be the major villain, or is it that Wrecking Crew? What do you, who are you, or, or is it just different villains per episode, kind of episodic, like you like you said? Yeah, um, I mean we're we're pretty deep into the series right now to not have had a big reveal yet. Now that that Wrecking Crew people, they definitely they're onto something, right? Somebody paid for them to try and get her blood in the previous episode. Yeah. So I think that is if there is a big bet, I think it'll be there. I think Titania is going to be another meme episode like we have here. Uh, and if you don't know that actress, she played in The Good Place. And and she's she's a lot like or she you played a character a lot like Madison here. Uh, so you might uh, you might be in for a treat. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right. All right. So we, we will see what's going to happen this week. I mean, do you think that Kingpin is the one that hired the Wrecking Crew? Is that how Daredevil introduced? Because we've seen Daredevil in the trailers. We know he's a lawyer, so this has that legal aspect as well. But if Kingpin is the one that hired him, maybe maybe there's a relationship there. How do you think Daredevil's being introduced? I think that'd be cool, and that would let us know that Kingpin didn't get killed off by Echo uh, yeah. at the end of Hawkeye. Um, yeah. That could be cool. I could... I can maybe see that, but also I think it's probably more government related. Uh, the, 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 that damage control team that was in the Miss yeah. Marvel episode. Yeah. That's what I can kind we'll of see them wanting the Hulk stuff for. Yeah. All right. Well, we will see, guys. Let me know your predictions for everything beyond episode four of She-Hulk. Uh, obviously, if you've seen episode five, don't leave those comments in the... Stuff. Still, uh, still keep that embargo in case anybody hasn't seen it. But uh, what are what are your uh, thoughts of Marvel Strike Force? Is it is it optimistic? Is it pessimistic? Where? How do you think de the devs are going to handle this big mess that we have in the game right now, Dorky Dad? I hope they can get their stuff together very quickly because we have some big events coming up. We have Tower, which is you know a long-awaited event people want to yeah. have fun with. We have the Scourge event. They they're have to run another Rogue Scourge event as well because they said her saga is being unlocked this patch. Yeah. So they have a lot of uh, 
emergency work that needs to be done before we can try and enjoy that stuff. And I hope they are taking this seriously. The lack of communication doesn't really inspire confidence in that, but it's kind of a mixed bag. Like the game right now, it's on fire. It just make, structurally, it's on fire. Uh, but then we have so much fun stuff coming down the pipe to look forward to. So, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, and I hope the devs do fix all these problems that they've caused in their game and uh, bring it back to a stable place. Uh, Rogue's event, guys, the saga is starting in 33 days as of us recording this, so her second event should be back sometime before that, and we should get Red Hulk in that time within that time frame as well. So that is it. Any other final thoughts, Brother Dorky? No, no, I think that's it. So as far as Rogue goes, she'll be five days before the saga comes live, right? Because the Scourge event lasts five days, and right after the saga, right after the second Scourge finishes, the sagas go live. Okay, so that's, a, I mean, if we look in game right now, 33 days, so that's a pretty good indication if it's a five-day event, then, uh, yeah, yeah that's, that's that's when Rogue's second event, event is uh, coming. So you have time, get your young Avengers ready, get all those characters ready, and, uh, yeah, we know the date of the event now, if that's going to happen. All right, that is it. Anything that you have coming up on your channel, anything you want to promote, my brother, before we wrap everything up? Yeah, so I'm going to be taking part in a streamathon for uh, Children's Outreach, which is a great charity that does uh, work with children's hospitals. Basically, nice. gaming kits brings them to sick kids who are stuck at the hospital. So I'm going to have a, a PvP tournament stream. Don't necessarily know who the uh, contestants are going to be yet. It could be a mix between content creators and fans or higher ups in some of the high alliances. Like I'm going to try and get Zubin who's the number one Crucible player, trying to get him involved. So we're going to have a lot of fun with it, and that's going to be a stream, and it'll double up as a YouTube video at some point, and that'll happen nice. uh, sometime in October on a Saturday. So I'll have more details coming up soon, and I'm sure we'll have another uh, hang session before then. Oh, yeah, I think we definitely will. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you, Dorky Dad, for hanging out and discussing uh, the good and mostly bad in Marvel Strike Force right <laughs> now, but hopefully that changes. Uh, if you haven't already subscribed, hit that subscribe button for more great Marvel Strike Force content. Make sure you go down to the link for Dorky's channel. Give him a subscribe as well. Hit that notification bell. I will see you guys next time. If you're listening to the podcast version of it, get a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to this, to this on. Check me out on Twitter. Check out the link for T Public, and I will see you guys next time. Are you ready for that Hulk fist bump, Dorky Dad? Oh, I live for it. Let's go. Oh, I live for it too. All right, Hulk <laughs> fist bump, Valley Fly, that Dorky Dad out. Have a great one, guys.